Welcome to Metro FM. Thank you for having me. You really, really fascinate me. Tell me why. I don't know. We'll get into <laughs> we'll, <laughs> we'll get into that right now. But welcome to Metro FM. It is such an honor to finally sit down with you. We'll have and to be here. Uh, you know, you are also from the Eastern Cape. You were born in Alice in yes. 1988. 1988. Before we get to where you are right now, the same yes. question I asked Vusi: Your love for music. Where did yeah. it begin? Do you remember? Um, yeah, I remember. Everyone in my family sang in choirs. I mean, they all, they all did um, those choir festivals, those old mutual choir festivals yes. where they sing like Mozart and Handel. <laughs> it was the Lilui stuff. Yes. So I used to tag, tag along to a lot of those um, to a lot of those practices and those festivals as well. So I was all very involved in, in that aspect of music. Mm-hmm. And when I started school, I mean, so, I, so everyone sang really, really well. So when I started school, I started singing as well, and I started playing every instrument that existed in school, and mm-hmm. um, it really, really started there. I mean, I remember when I was seven years old, I was given a solo to sing Sun at Night in a Christmas carol evening, wow. and I remember I was wearing corduroy pants and a checked shirt, <laughs> and I remember thinking, I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. That's incredible. Yeah. I remember there was, uh, you know, you were, I don't want to call you an underground artist, mm. but you were, you, you had a, a niche market. Yeah, yeah. You were very eclectic, and, yeah. you, and you obviously... Uh, you know, appeal to a certain type of market until until 2013, mm. when your 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 debut album Brave Confusion was nominated for Best New Artist yeah. at the South African Music Awards, yeah. and I remember this frenzy around Nakane Tore oh. and media and interviews and you know articles in the in in in, the, in in newspapers and all of that. When you finally got that nod from you know the South African industry to say. Hey, we see you. We see you. How did that feel after writing music and falling in love with music for such a long time? It was confusing. Still, Why? It, was, it still is a little confusing. I'm, I never, I never, I never thought that anyone would ever care. I mean, I, I wanted people to care. I still mm. want people to care. But I, um, that niche market was was the only market that I thought would ever like my music. Yeah. So when I mean, I remember the day that the summer nomination party was held or the announcement. I was, my PR was like, do you want to come come to the nomination? I was like, no, I'm not going to be nominated for anything. Yeah. So when you got there, I was nominated for four. Yeah. Which was really confusing for me. Best um, alternative. Best alternative. Best new artist. Yeah. And what else? What were the best other two? Best male artist and album of the year. It was really big ones, and I won Best Alternative, which was the one I wanted. Really? Because black people don't win Best Alternative. <laughs> so here I was, Talk, kicking the door. Talking about black, black people who make alternative music. Yeah. Um, the very few. No, they're a lot. It's just that they're not recognized. In my opinion, the last few albums that Erika Badu has released were alternative albums. And I'm talking about South African. South Black, African, yes. Black Jacks, Brother Moves On. There's a slew of artists going on. There's a, a lot of great alternative music happening in Joburg. It's just mainstream media. Not Niche. It. Back to that market that we were talking about. Yeah. Why did you choose that particular genre? It was music I loved. I mean, I... Um, it was interesting because a lot, a lot of people were asking, so how do you mix all this kind of music? Mm-hmm. And I, I don't sit down and think like, okay, let me mix Afropop with rock music. It was just music that I loved, that I grew up with. And so, all, so, so what do you do? I mean, ideation comes from some reserve of something that you know, that you've experienced in your life. Nothing, none of your ideas are actually original at all. Yeah. So when you sit down to create something, you're pulling from a well of things that you've, you've experienced. So yeah. my mother's music, my father's music, music I listened to as a child, music I've, I've heard on radio, etc., etc. So when I sat down with the guitar and wrote those songs, all that information that I collected over the years just 
created brave confusion and you had a very big year in 2013 i mean you were yeah. a cover of rolling stone south africa and then fast forward to 2014 you're again nominated for best alternative at the mtv uh, africa music awards yeah. how was that you know put, being put it's one thing to be good in south africa it's another yeah. thing to be put on a on a big platform and being recognized by mtv I was excited. Mm. I mean, it was. I'm always. You know, I don't. I don't, see, I don't seem like one of those people. Like, because I, I hate fake, fake humility. But people are like, oh, I didn't know it was me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I, I hate that stuff because I, 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 I find it disingenuous. But um, I, I, I was, I was happy. But I was again. I was just, just like all these really, really big artists who. Um, who I, I, I felt like I was sort of an alien in this And you land. didn't feel the pressure? No. You didn't at all? You were just like, oh, I'm just making music, trying to be fabulous, just, you know, putting together things that I love. Uh, you didn't feel the need to keep bringing music in so that you're up there with the other nominees and other artists in that particular category no, genre? I'm not doing it for that. Okay. You see, I mean, like, I'm not, I, 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 I mean... God, I'm sound so pretentious. Listen to you, but um, but I mean, I, I see myself I, I, as an as, as a multimedia artist. So I mean, I just published my my debut novel. I I I, I work in photography and, mm -hmm. I, and, and music, etc. Cetera, et cetera. It just yeah. happened that music was the first one to become a thing. And what people don't know is that you were you wrote the book yeah. long before you started writing. Yeah music yeah and i want us to get into that because your, mm. your brand new novel was published in october right in october, it's yeah. called uh piggy boys blues piggy boys blues and there's some uh, very controversial things that you've <laughs> said in that book around that book about uh like what know, things I... no don't worry <laughs> we'll, we'll get there if you have any questions for uh, nakane 089-110-3377 it's simply we're done this is titled indire d on metro fm it's where you're at 11 46 it is a celebrity wednesday nakane tore is right here on the front row with myself queen b on the mighty metro fm and uh, he wanted us to play simply we're because she's one of her inspirations we are celebrating incredible artists from the eastern cape in case you don't know who he is nakane tore born in alice in the eastern cape raised and born elizabeth in 1988 was nominated for numerous um, awards in 2013 has been on the cover of Rolling Stone is currently on the cover of Black Magazine and he just published his brand new novel in October called um, Pig, Piggy, Piggy Boys Blues Piggy Boys Blues now Nakane right yes. for people that don't know your family from the Eastern Cape is part of the of a chiefdom yes and you're saying the chiefdom is uh, was my, 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 the chief at the moment I think is was actually elected as the chief of the entire of the entire Siskai. Yeah. His name is Chief Langamavuso. And uh, growing Langamavuso, yeah. growing up in the Eastern Cape, in a, a family that's part of a chiefdom, and uh, you are gay. For people that don't know, yeah. you're gay. Mm -hmm. And um, and in your book, you talk about some of the childhood tragedies, mm -hmm. you know, uh, growing up in a very, uh, in Eastern Cape, they're very closeted. I won't say they're <laughs> against homosexuality, but they're quite. I think there are a lot of black families still, black cultures. They're very closeted. And you talk about some of your traumas in your book. Uh, how was unpacking all of that for you? Well, uh, I want to preface this answer with the fact that the, the book is not an autobiography or a memoir. Mm. I'm 27 years old, so what do I know? Um, <laughs> you know, it's a novel. It's fiction, and as much as it is fiction, it does. I, I do use a, um, a lot, a, a lot of things that happened to me in, in, in my life yes um and i mean the idea of a chieftaincy in 2015 is very interested interesting it's it's double it's a double-edged sword in, in the sense that it's it's recognized but 
at the same time, it isn't by certain people. But there was a point of apartheid; it was it it, it was to water down uh, certain, certain powers within yeah. the black community. But let's water it down to your personal to my traumas. Personal? Yeah, one of the personal traumas that growing up gay in the Eastern Cape that you could share with us. Well, I mean, you have it a lot. You know, a lot of a, a, a lot of young. I mean, I was called mafia all the time mm. to, to the point where I, I, I uh, it, it, it meant nothing by the end. There, I was like, okay, and then yeah, it's sort say, of you've been saying this since I was yeah, I was you sort five, of could be, yeah, you know, you know, and and I guess that made it. And I was and I was lucky. I mean, to be in a family that was at the end there quite supportive of who I was mm. and I didn't have to, mm. to pretend to be someone else got you, know? you. Yeah. and you, you you studied at WITS you were a former literature student yeah. and you know you started writing short stories at a very young age and you said when you started painting this book mm. it was just a way of you just kind of writing down the things that you were going through and you, Purging, you didn't yeah. think it would be a published novel no. when did that decision happen to, to want to publish it yeah I had so I wrote I wrote this short story um just was just purge for fun yeah. well, well not for fun because it wasn't fun but um I and I I was walking through the English department and I there was a short story competition and I thought hey let me just submit this to see if I actually if my writing is any good and I was competing against honors and master students and it didn't win or anything got but it got honorable mention and I thought oh maybe there's there's actually talent here and I and I worked on it and, and made it a, a, a novel but over the years of the seven years i've been writing the novel it became wow. this big gross impenetrable thing and then before just as i got my publication my, my publishing deal with, with blackbird books which is an imprint of chicana i left Joburg to go rewrite the novel because you it. hated it i hated it I, I i just thought it was it was so self-serious and self-righteous and full of itself and i hate I hate to read a book that's so that's snotty that when you read it like the writer mm. feels like he's cleverer than you mm. you know you don't feel like you're included in the story Got you. and I felt like that book was like that so I went to the Eastern Cape to my uncle's house and I completely ripped apart work that I've been working on for seven years and restarted wow. from scratch I mean for somebody that's going to read Piggy Boy's Blues yeah. it was therapeutic for you yeah. what would you want the end reader to experience I mean the story is a story that every black person can can see themselves in in my opinion and i was writing it for black south africans mm. and i wanted them to see themselves and and to um because a lot of our literature sometimes is doesn't talk about what we go through in in detail so i wanted to sort of um to get in those details and into our spirituality into our sexuality into our sexuality into our politics uh into our fun and start asking ourselves our exactly you know. but let's talk about the cover of that book <laughs> yeah. goodness gracious me yeah, go for it. <laughs> what did you say to your mother <laughs> well um okay, for anybody so, that hasn't seen yeah. the cover it is a, a cover of um it's, a, it's, 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 naked boy. it's sort of a silhouette of a, 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 a running finger, figure in a domestic setting. Yes. Um, it's kind of, it's, uh, there's a, sort of a lot of hysteria and um, madness. and I, I love it. But, it, I mean, when I went to the Eastern Cape to rewrite the novel, when I, would, I, I took a camera with me just in case I would get blocked. Mm -hmm. and, I, uh, and, and when I did get blocked and didn't, I didn't have anything to write on, on, on that hour, I, I took self-portraits and that was one of them. All right. Yeah. But you recently said in a Times uh, magazine article that, you know, being um, gay in South Africa can get life-threatening. Has anybody threatened your life? That was in 2013. Uh... Or do you know... It, 
you know, was there experience when I said that, that, that when, when I said that there were, it, it, it was it, it, it was the time of an, uh, of the corrective rape epidemic ah okay so um, so I mean I was afraid for my friends I was afraid for myself mm. it was easy it's, it's easy for me to sit here in the studios and, and be fabulously gay yeah. in my safe spaces um, and, and tell people to come out but there are certain safe spaces in this country where you you cannot do that because Absolutely. it can be life threatening yeah. and I feel like I mean when I said that there was um, interpretation because I thought that I would get slack for that and you didn't um, actually I didn't because it was people true people really yeah they they received you they were like mm. finally somebody said something <laughs> finally somebody is, is kind of free and uninhibited and just going out there and celebrating who they are yeah. but you know between um nakane the author yes the singer and songwriter mm-hmm. what is the thread that runs between all those uh, mediums and platforms honesty i don't want I, I was a word that i really dislike is authenticity because i feel like it, it has bearings in and certain ideals which are very western mm. like oh you're authentic we have an acoustic guitar and you're singing and you've got like dreads yeah. <laughs> do you know what i mean which and you're not authentic if, if you're playing keyboard and playing electronic music gotcha so in all my work the thread that ties everything together is the fact that i um and i'm honestly i'm compromising about the human nature gotcha so what is next for you after the novel um where can we see you? Where can we find you? What are you doing next? How are you changing the world and freeing us as well in the process with your incredible work? Hopefully freeing myself. <laughs> uh, well, I, I'm, I, I'm just finishing off work on an EP which should be out in the first two weeks of November. Okay. Um, l- last week on Thursday, I shot the, the video which should be out next week. So I'm, nice. I'm just keeping busy, staying home and reading, talking, talking to my publisher about a second novel. Just working, you know. All right. Your name is Nakani. Nakane. Nakane. Of course, it means build each other up. Build each other up. Nakane. Yeah. Nakane. And Tore? Tore was, I adopted the surname from one of my favorite West African musicians. His name is Alifaka Tore. Oh. And he's from Mali. What's yeah. your surname? Mavuso. Mavuso. Yeah. Nakane. Nakane Mavuso. Beautiful. You fascinate me. <laughs> There's so many layers to you. Thank you. And you are, you are weird and wonderful and I love that because you've got an opinion and you are brave and it shows in your music and your craft and the things you say and I wish you the best of luck I mean the reason why we brought you here was because I'm just completely obsessed with you and I (laughs) love that Black Coffee you know uh, found you and put you on that incredible song how was that putting that We Dance Again song together and getting the call from Black Coffee you know what? two friends um, had sent him a message saying listen to this guy's music Um, because initially they wanted him to just remix a song Mm -hmm. from my album and he, according to him, he says he was going to Zimbabwe to play a festival there and he was listening to my album over and over and over again. He wanted to to work with me. So he tweeted me. And I remember because at the time I had a song called Christopher and we were editing the video. So we were editing in the editing suite and I we was watching the edit and I got a tweet. And he said, hey man, I kind of tweeted. And it said, black coffee. <laughs> really love the music. Incredible. And I looked and I was like, that's, that, and I was like, oh my God, it is him. Anyway. Followed him back, he followed me, and then he DM'd me, DM'd and me then, and said, let's work together. And then that was it. And we co-wrote the song together. It took a, it actually took quite a while because we were reworking and reworking it. And it was a complete 50-50 collaboration, which I thought it wouldn't be because he's humongous. He doesn't, he have, to, he doesn't have to listen to me. No, he, he, you know the thing <laughs> you know? is about Black Coffee, he's, he's musical. 
He really, really is. He, he is. really is. He really he is. is. I mean, and he has an ear for things that are that are I don't know that we ordinary people can't hear. He fascinates me. He's like you. Completely. But anyway, we 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 run out of time. Yeah. I love and appreciate your work. I'm yeah. going to be buying uh, Piggy, Piggy Boy's, Boy's Blues. Blues. Uh, because after what you said, I really want to read the novel and just kind of, uh, you know, see what you've been through. Thank you. And uh, thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for I having me. I wish you the best of luck. We Dance Again is a massive song. You won't get any rest this festive season yourself in Black Coffee because you'll be performing all over the country. But I wish you love and joy and happiness and all the success in the world. As do I to you. Yeah. So it is <laughs> at Nakane underscore. No, at Nakane Torres. At one Nakane Torres. N-A-K-H-A-N-E-T-O-U-R-E. There you go. It's 11.57. Are you loving the Metro FM podcast? Get clips of all our hottest content around the clock. Details at metrofm.co.za.